Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. That song makes me smile, Jake Query. Key word is the fan, right? Yeah, I don't know if professionalism will be practiced here in the next 10 minutes or so. Apologies up front for that. (laughs) At least you have your shirt on. Uh, Micah Shrewsbury, the head coach of the Notre Dame men's basketball program, a statement that I love to hear, uh, joins us now. Coach, um, you said during your press conference your hobbies are family and basketball. Uh, A glimpse into myself, my hobbies are family, Notre Dame basketball, and Tiger Woods, and it depends on the day in that order. So um, as a diehard Notre Dame basketball fan, I am very excited that you are the new men's basketball coach. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I'm uh, I'm glad I can glad I can be on with you guys today and and talk some Notre Dame basketball. And how about this, uh, Cathedral grad? And my uncle used to be the priest at St. Matthew, and I believe you were a warrior back in the day. <laughs> I was a warrior back in the day, so we're we're going way back with with a lot of uh, past hits. Like if you would tell me your your favorite baseball player back in the day was Razor Shine, then. <laughs> We're all over it. Former Indianapolis Indian, right, Jake? Razor Shines? Razor Shines. How about that? That's right. I'd have to go Griffey on that one. Hey, Coach, I'm fascinated by this because you might have the record. I mean, there, Royce Waltman is probably up there as well. But for the most Indiana institutions where you've coached, which I think is cool, right? So I'm looking at it. I mean, you played at Hanover. Did you play for Beitzel at Hanover? I did. Okay. I did. And then you were at Wabash as an assistant. You were at DePaul as an assistant. Was that – I'm trying to think of who was at DePaul at the time. Would that have been – Waltman wasn't there Coach yet, was Finland. he? I, I worked for uh, for Bill Finland. So I've worked for some of the some of the greats um, in Indiana Indiana basketball. With um, And also, Skip, I worked my first year right out of, right out of college. I worked for Todd Sturgeon at the University of Indianapolis mm. for a year. So um, Todd Sturgeon, Mac Petty at Wabash, Bill Finland at DePaul, uh, a lot of great Indiana coaches. Well, and with that, and then obviously, you know, Brad Stevens, Matt Painter. I mean, so I was curious about this because the 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 obvious answer here is, is going to be Painter or Stevens. But which coach do you find yourself in the middle of a coaching practice, in the middle of a session, in the middle of a timeout in a game, when you reflect back, do you think to yourself, you know what, I take a little piece of what I learned from blank coach more than people would guess. Which one most influenced you? Yeah, I, I would probably say um, probably Brad, uh, just because of how much time I was with him. Right, We were – we were together for 10 years, you know, four at Butler, six in Boston. Uh, so a lot of things like, and I don't know if they're um, intentional or not, but a, a lot of things that I end up doing or how we play or things I say are, are a lot like him. Uh, but Coach Painter in the same way, uh, a lot of the stuff we do in practice, um, 
some of the things that we emphasize are are really important, right? Because you know he's got a program that's won at a high level. Um, why not try and mimic some of those things? He's Michael Shrewsbury, he's head coach of the Notre Dame basketball program. He's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline, Coach. I was reading something I think with maybe one of your Penn State beat writers when you first took the job, and you were sharing a story with him about. Um, you know, here's a picture of a recent Indiana high school semi-state game. I want to say it was Kokomo and Penn, and, and you were like, this is kind of what it means to be back in this state for me. Um, it's getting back into this culture, this atmosphere that, you know, obviously a huge part of your life has been about. Do you mind sharing that story of, of you know, when this opportunity arose and, and trying to explain to people, you know, in this state, it's just too good to pass up? It is, and, um, I, you know, I like – we talked about at the start, I've been fortunate to work um, at a lot of schools in this state and, um, and, and have, if I haven't worked there, I've played there and I've been in a lot of these arenas, but you know, I grew up Indiana basketball an Indiana basketball kid and living in Jeffersonville, Indiana, we had season tickets to uh, those games as, you know, as a youth growing up and, you know, the Hoosier Hills Conference back in the day, I watched Damon Bailey come through there and play. I watched Pat Graham come through there and play. Um, just a lot of, like, names that people would remember. Uh, and then moving to Indianapolis and getting a chance to, you know, see all the great Indianapolis players. My sister uh, went to Lawrence North when they were winning a championship with Eric Montross and Todd Leary and those guys uh, playing, you know, myself at Cathedral and in the Hinkle Regional against, you know, one of those great Ben Davis teams in 1995. Like, those are things that you remember. Uh, those are things that you grow up and when the gym is packed. So when I saw the video of of what the semi-states looked like this year, um, it's just – you can't explain it. You can't explain it. Uh, but everybody from Indiana understands what you're talking about, right? It's, it's just understood the feeling that – Everybody has, you know, talking about high school basketball, talking about college basketball, talking about the Pacers in this state. You look at your guys' style at Penn State, a lot of shooters on the floor. I I think a lot of kind of versatile parts, you know, offensively. You guys are pretty gifted. Um, Is that kind of what you're wanting to coach towards that side of the floor? Um, Was that just given the personnel that you had? Because it was a, a lot different than I think how a lot of Big Ten teams played this past season. Yeah, we, we tried to be a little bit different, and some of that was based on personnel. Uh, some of that was, you know, based on what how the the roster that we had, the best way for us to try and win some games in this league. And you know, we didn't have we didn't have Zach Eady or Trace Jackson Davis or, or Hunter Dickinson. Um, you know, we played our point guard at center a lot and let him post up, and then spread the floor with shooters. And you know that that's how we want to continue to attack, right? It may not be our point guard. It could be somebody else, but we want to try and put you at a disadvantage and make you help in different ways, whether that's through pick and rolls, whether it's post-ups or whether it's having guys that can beat their man off the dribble. So spacing is, is huge. Shooting is huge and paramount. So, you know, I love being back here in Indiana because I can find some shooters. I can find <laughs> some guys that – uh going to be able to make shots and help us spread the court and kind of going back to our old Butler days. That's, that's how we had a lot of success was, 
those guys from Indiana, homegrown kids that could make some shots, and then we mixed it up with some some other kids that were really good players, and um, we had a lot of success playing that way. You know, when I looked at, and I think back to Butler and their runs, Coach, the thing that always amazed me was Butler would just hang around games, and then late in, in moments – they always knew where the loose ball was going to be or where the rebound angle was. And I know that that sounds weird, but it, it literally looked like I was watching a team that in the last four minutes of a game had already wa- seen the script and watched the film on what exactly was going to happen. So they were always a half a second ahead of the other team and would then beat Michigan State or beat Syracuse or beat you know whoever it might be to, to Kansas State you know in the tournament. And I saw that in your Penn State team. Now, is that me just over-romanticizing it, or was there something about the preparation that you learned in the bowels of Hinkle Fieldhouse that you've carried with you? No, I, I think uh, I think that does hold true. And we tried to play that way. Um, you know, we, one of the sayings that Brad would always say is, the game honors toughness. And – you know what? Whatever whatever happened from the forty minute mark all the way down to the four minute mark, we knew that we would get tougher and tougher as the game went on. And if you stay true to that, you stay true to your discipline, uh, you do the things that you're supposed to do, then the ball starts to bounce your way at the end, right? Then um, you know the 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 crazy plays start to happen. Guys are stepping in and taking charges. Guys are getting rebounds they're not supposed to get. Uh, the ball kicks off somebody's shoe and it rolls over to you like that. Those are the things that they start to happen. You know, you think it's some kind of magic, but it's really, it's just your discipline. It's just your toughness. It's just your belief as a team. And, you know, we had that magic when we were at Butler and we had the same thing on our run this year at, at Penn State where those guys really believed if we played the right way, good things would happen. And more times than not, it did. Your father is a respected businessman in the area. He owns an environmental engineering company, if I'm not mistaken, that he has you know a number of people working underneath him. He's the founder of a successful business. How much, Coach, of growing up under the same roof as someone like that pays off for you now in understanding how to lead people? Yeah, a lot. You know, I've watched him for a really long time growing up. And even, you know, as he was a city councilman when when I was a young kid in Jeffersonville to moving in the state government and city government in Indianapolis, um, the biggest thing that that you kind of take from him is his leadership style. Um, Like really empathetic, really genuine, uh, caring about the people that he's serving. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do is, um, yeah, I'm, I'm the leader of, of this place, but I'm also trying to serve. I'm also trying to, to serve the, the kids that we have here to try and help them reach their goals. Um, I'm trying to use this platform as the head coach of Notre Dame to maybe get other messages out that can help other people. Um, I'm also trying to, you know, let young assistant coaches that have dreams um, see what they can do and what they can accomplish. And, you know, I got to do things the right way, right? There, there's a lot that I put on my shoulders to make sure that we're doing everything that we can, doing it the right way. Uh, but giving a guy a dream that, you know, 
four years ago I was an assistant coach and and now you know I'm the head coach at, at the University of Notre Dame um, you can you can reach your dreams you can reach your goals if you if you do everything the right way if you handle things the right way if you treat people the right way and uh, that's all I'm trying to do and uh, you know hopefully good things will, will happen and good things will follow Safe to say I'm quite excited that Micah Shrewsbury is the head coach of my favorite basketball team. He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Coach, last one from me. You've mentioned before, you know, Brad Stevens, Matt Painter, you got them on speed dial. If you had to narrow it down to one item, the the biggest thing you've learned from each of them, what would it be for Brad? What would it be for Matt? You know, um, I would say with with Coach Painter, he is so – Right, he's been at Purdue for a long time, and the success that's followed him. Um, so I just sit back and look at the program and how he runs it, how he treats his players, how he treats the guys that he works for, how he gives them a voice and allows them to really learn. He taught he he gave me a lot of responsibility. Like I'm not a head coach without him. Um, he he gave me a lot of freedom to do things, to try things. Even when he took the heat for it, um, that like that takes a, a great person. Um, so how you know how I run my program, um, how I do things is is really very similar to him um, in the things that that he does. You know, with his program at Purdue, um, I think stylistically, I play a lot closer to Brad and and his teams and. Uh, what they were doing, the things we were doing at Butler. I, I look back and teams in college basketball are just doing them now <laughs> or, or running similar actions that we were doing in 2008, 9, 10, 11. Like, um, I think Brad was a little bit ahead of his time as, a, as an offensive coach. Um, so I try and take some things from him stylistically, what we did at Butler, what we did um, in Boston, and try and do it to the best of our abilities here. Lastly, Coach, I'm sure you were told of it. Mark probably tipped you off to it. When it was rumored that you were in running for Notre Dame, Kevin Bowen said on these airwaves, if Micah Shrewsbury is hired, I am so excited. I will come in, bring Long's Donuts, and pass them out while wearing no shirt on the air. It was <laughs> one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. Um, I, I beg to differ. Well, so my question for you is, uh, Coach, is that flattering or terrifying? Um, I mean, you know what? It is, it is flattering. Uh, cause I, you know, I wasn't there. So I didn't, I didn't have to see him with his shirt off. Uh, but you can go uh, to the grotto and maybe pray that you are thankful that you were not there. Do you want him to come up to a game and maybe pull a putty and like paint like a huge clover leaf on his chest and go be in the student? Leprechaun? If you, if you, if you bring some longs donuts with you, man, I'm never one to pass up anything with food, right? That that's what like, I've been really excited about the small things of being back in Indiana. Um, you know, I'm excited to turn the corner and see Steak and Shake, see Penn Station. Uh, but to hear you guys say Long's Donuts, like 
If you bring some long donuts up here, I might paint a shamrock on my chip. <laughs> well, if the steak and shake's open, grab it while it's there. I'll tell you that much, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Coach, congrats. Yeah, I can tell just, you know, listening to your press conference and listening to this conversation, how much it means to you to be back in the state. And as an unapologetic, diehard Notre Dame basketball fan, I know there's not many of us, but my brother and I are absolutely thrilled that you are the head man in South Bend. So congrats on that. Good luck with a busy offseason. And can't wait for uh, things to get underway this fall. Appreciate you guys. Go Irish.